1: Thank you, nephew. Subject, he's broke but ge- but generous. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I are retired, but I'm in a new career as a customer service manager for a retail chain. I wasn't ready to be a stay-at-home pet mom and grandmother, so I went back to work full-time. My husband was a policeman, and he took early retirement because he needed knee surgery, and it slowed him down after the surgery. So now he's a referee for the high school games here in town. We make a decent living from a few different sources, but it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle we had before we retired. My husband doesn't realize that we're lacking financially and he hasn't cut back on any of the things we did before. I make the majority of the money. And our retirement checks pay our three daughters car notes. We have three girls in college, a set of twins that are seniors and a 22-year-old that is in grad school. Uh, the rest of our money is tied up in tuition and medical bills. I want us to downsize our house since we're empty nesters, and that will free up some money for my husband, who thinks we're still bawling. He is generous with his time, resources, and our money. He's always offering to pick up things from the store for his mama, and he lets his family and friends borrow any and everything we own. This year, he has volunteered to um, smoke turkeys for all of his family. He has four sisters and his mama. Oh, and he's he's included turkeys for two of our neighbors. He said he'd buy the turkeys too. (laughs) This year, turkeys are very expensive, so I have issues with him being so generous. I don't mind him being kind hearted. I just want him to reconsider our family's needs first. How do I get my broke and generous his husband to reel it in uh you're right you're right uh he should put his family first uh food is expensive right now and uh if he wants to smoke turkeys for people at least the people can buy the turkeys and they can buy the other stuff that goes with it well not his mom but everyone else the neighbors and and all of them uh, they should buy their own stuff. This is a time when you guys should be chilling and enjoying life, but you still have to work to cover all of your expenses. Um, A lot of retired parents wouldn't even pay their college kids car notes. I mean, they would make the kids get jobs and pay for their own cars. And as far as downsizing, you should go on ahead and start looking for a smaller house. Then maybe he would know how serious you are. I don't think it's wise to live beyond your means. I think that's what you guys are doing. Um, He He still thinks you're bawling. You make the majority of the money right now and because that's how you get broke for real. Uh, You really, really need to sit your husband down and have a serious talk about your finances uh, with him before he spends all of the money. And looks like he's uh, headed that way because he doesn't know that you guys don't have it like he used to. Steve?
2: You know something? I really don't know. I don't really have any advice for her to me. This entire letter is a teaching lesson for all of us. Yeah, because this happens to so many Mm -hmm. people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, yep,
2: yep. You work your entire life Mm -hmm. to prepare for this retirement. Here's the danger of that. Retirement checks usually pay one third of what you can't live on now. That's what your pension is going to be. They're going to send you this money. They say freely to your house after you reach 65 or retirement age. But it's money that you've paid in, you've paid in this money. They just withheld it from your checks over the years. Now they're going to disperse it to you at a faucet leak pace to the point where you can live, but now look at what you gotta do. You gotta downsize. You gotta cut back. You gotta quit living like you used to live. You gotta stop being generous as you used to be. So instead of addressing this letter, I'm addressing this from the standpoint of those of you who are looking at retirement and possibly some of you who are in retirement. I can speak on this subject because I am of retirement age. Now, before you get to going with Steve, you got all this and you this and you that. Mm -hmm. Why ain't talking to me? (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Mm -hmm. to those of you who have a chance to look at this thing in a different way. This letter Mm -hmm. to me is a teaching lesson. So, this lady, uh, they both of them retired, but she went to back to work as a customer service manager because she wasn't ready to be a stay home pet mom and grandmama. My, your husband was a police officer. He took early retirement because he messed his knee up, and after surgery, it slowed him down. So now he's a referee for a high school games here in town. He got to do more running at the damn game that he did as a police officer. Hmm. Police officers don't chase nobody. You've been watching the news. They fire shots. Now he running up and down the field. We make a decent living from a few different sources, but it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle we had before we retired. My Lord, my Lord. So now what's the lesson here? Retirement is only going to lead to you having to take on several different sources of income in order to live the lifestyle that you used to live. Here is the fix for that. Maybe before you retire, everybody, we ought to start considering multiple sources of income now. Mm -hmm. So when we get to retirement That will be producing residual income. You better preach,
1: Steve Harvey. We'll have part two of your response coming Ah, up in 23 minutes ah, after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, he's broke but generous. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter, the subject, he's broke but generous. I'm using this strawberry letter as a teaching
2: moment for people. Here's a couple who retired, put their time in, but then she went back to work because she didn't want to be a stay home pet mom and grandmama, so she went back to work full-time. Her husband was a police officer. He took an early retirement because he messed up his knee and he had surgery. Now he's doing high school football, uh, high school games and everything, which is more running than he did as a police officer, but at least he ain't running from gunfire, so I understand that. Now she said we make a decent living from a few different sources, but it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle we had before we retired. Now, my teaching moment here is maybe for those of us who are not retired yet, maybe you should consider developing a few different sources for income now so when you do retire, you'll be able to maintain or surpass the lifestyle that you're currently accustomed to living. Because if you are dependent on a pension, folks, I learned this when I was selling Amway in my 20s. A job gives you a pension that will pay you one-third of what you're struggling to live on now. My husband doesn't realize that we're lacking financially and he hasn't cut back on any of the things we did before. Now, I understand that you're married to a generous man he didn't start being generous he's always been generous and that's one of the things you probably loved about your husband the problem now is because the income isn't the same it didn't change the core of him as a person he's still generous but now you all in a a precarious position because you got three girls in college a set of twins and a 22-year-old that's in grad school. And the majority of money that y'all retirement checks pay pays for the three daughters' car notes. That's it. The rest of our money tied up in tuition and medical bills. Now, here's the other part. The lady said, after all these years of working as a police officer and her retiring from her job, I want us to downsize our house since we empty nesters. And that will free up some money for my husband. That's cool. I understand that. A lot of people get mm-hmm. to retirement and they downsize because they don't need all them rooms. And I understand that. And I, I got to consider that. That's a real thought. Mm-hmm. My, I do Everybody don't want to be in no tiny
1: house. She did no. not say a
2: tiny everybody, house. Surely, I'm this mine. Don't, everybody don't want that. <laughs> Downside. You already you know how house. I feel about tiny homes.
1: Yeah, we know, Steve. <laughs> I had the
2: people on my show when I had a talk show they wrote back in talking about he was the worst
1: <laughs>
2: oh well, they did <laughs> yeah you know he acted like he didn't want a tiny house I I I, I ask you to come on show sell me one <laughs> uh, and the more you talked about them tiny ass houses the less I liked them <laughs> I'm not a tiny house person sorry tiny homes are fine for some people I, there ain't nothing I like I don't like little crowded ass houses <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take a bath by attaching a dough to the shower and then filling it up just <laughs> ankle deep. I don't want a bath, babe. Like in that.
1: the bathroom and <laughs> the kitchen right next door. Ankle deep. I
2: don't want all that. I don't want to open up my toilet and it's a cupboard, too. I uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I want my toilet, just comfort. to be a damn toilet. It's food. Toilet, in it? and you got to keep stuff in it when you ain't using the bathroom. What? <laughs> what are we keeping in this toilet? <laughs> a toilet is supposed to be a toilet. I don't like multi purpose
1: living.
2: <laughs> it's a loft during the daytime and a bed at night. I got to clear all this mess off. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. I don't want to clear off nothing before I go to bed. I don't even like going don't in the house. It. Sometimes Marjorie got 38 pillars on the damn bed. Sometimes I just go yeah. and lay on top of the pillars. Now she's mad. Yeah, that's the woman. But damn man, it, I'm no, tired. I didn't feel like cleaning off the bed. I'm sitting over here. I'm, I'm sitting up here watching TV. Now I got to get up because I'm actually sitting on top of the trunk and we got to get something out. I'm watching the game. I don't want to get up. Sitting up in here, man, we got one damn TV on this wall, and we got four remotes, and everybody on commercial break go watch what they want to watch. That's not how I'm living. Damn tiny house. Anyway, that's what happens if you downsize your
1: house. Yeah, back to the
2: letter. He's generous <laughs> with his time, resources, and our money. Mm-hmm. Now you really mad because he done bought all these damn people down the street a damn turkey.
1: Yeah.
2: And what he ought to do is just simple like this right here. He ought to buy one turkey, and we passing out turkey sandwiches on Thanksgiving to him. one out of this <laughs> what? turkey. What really? That'll be my solution. <laughs> I'm going to bring this turkey. turkey, I'm going to carve it out on the front tree lawn until it's gone.
1: And that way you'll be able to feed more families that way. (laughs) All right, Steve. Post your comments on today's strawberry letter. How much is turkey going to cost this year? I didn't know they was going up. Mm. Everything is going up. Everything is up. Well, it looks like we're going to. Well, look like y'all going to be doing chicken. All right. Like... Like I was saying, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on
0: demand. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.